0: Thank you to uh, Hilary and Anna for inviting me. For me too, this is a great honour um, to be at the launch, celebrating um, Isabel's new book, because I really do think we're launching a book that is going to um, be an important reference point for years to come. I do think it's an important intervention in the study of the 19th century novel. As all great and lasting books, I think this book gives us three things. It gives us a bold argument, um, which we will um, argue uh, with, maybe argue against, um, but we will it will be part of our kind of uh, part of our argumentative structure that we have to refer to. It provides us with a methodology And numerous striking methodology and numerous examples of um, how that methodology works. So we can imagine, um, but probably foolishly, that we might be able to emulate this um, uh, method of reading. Um, But uh, nevertheless, that there is a there's a methodology and some reviewer readings in this book which are all really absorbing and finally I think it gives us a critical vocabulary and a critical idiom and I think that that is something that is going to, uh, we will absorb fairly quickly. I read the, an earlier version of the book some time ago, and I've already absorbed some of its idiom, I think, so much so that I've sort of forgotten. And when I use some of the terms that Isabel is using, that I'm a bit surprised that people don't quite know what I'm talking about, because they haven't read it yet. But they will do soon. <laughs> I'm, I assure you that I think we will be using your vocabulary from this book. OK, so um, it's a novel book in some ways. Um, the title is Novel Politics. And one of its novelties is that although Isabel has, has written about the novel um, before, um, this is her first book-length study of the novel as a genre. And so for her, um, it is a departure, I think, from her work on Victorian poetry, with which um, her name is uh, synonymous, I think. And as such, it combines the learning of a scholar um, whose lifelong engagement with Victorian literature and culture gives her a knowledge and depth of knowledge that I think is second to none. But then she comes to the novel with the kind of um, freshness of approach of a novel novice, if you like. So there is something that's quite fresh about um, the, the 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 book I think, which is quite striking. I think you'll find this when you read it. And the argument I think is a very powerful one. Cora's already um, kind of given us the contours um, very nicely. So, um, of this argument, um, to say again that I think the the burden of the argument is to argue against what has become a critical orthodoxy. Um, which I think from time to time we might think about it, but I don't think that anyone has really thought about it in a systematic way that um, Isabel does in this book. And that argument is that the kind of critical orthodoxy around... Um, the novel is that the novel, as a genre, is basically a conservative and, and consoling genre—a genre that does ideology's work for it. Um, whether that ideological work be the work of the nation or of empire or of family or whatever, that it sort of is in the—it's in the service of ideology in a way. And she points out um, two kind of striking things about. Um, work on the novel. One is the emphasis on um, endings, that uh, the readings of the novel that focus on endings and kind of try to think about um, novels as kind of complete entities, um, always kind of cobbled, if you like, by the ending um, of the kind of reader, I married him type that often seems to be something mm-hmm. of a disappointment after the rest of the novel. And that sort of kind of c- as collapses um, uh, an argument. for for a more radical version of the novel or um, the reliance on Foucauldian analyses of disciplinary techniques seeing the novel for instance as genre that's uh, preoccupied with surveillance Um, all um, in a a sense that stymie I think the novel's democratic ambitions and close them down Um, and I think that that's um, what's where kind of Isabel has found her way into um, the novel to to not think about the ending of the novel to think about the novel in smaller units, if you like, um, think um, in terms of form, but not in the form of the of the of the entire work or the the work of art, if you like. And I think. Um, Novel politics gives us both a philosophical defence of this position, a very subtle um, um, defence of it, and at the same time it provides us with a methodology for pursuing it, and as I say, with many brilliant examples. So is it, methodology I think of as a kind of disassemblage, um, a kind of taking apart of the, of the novel. She's not interested in the definitiveness of the overall structure and shape of the fiction and nor is she interested in the depictions of social situations or social relations as such. Realism, as Cora has already said, um, is a deeply problematic term and it is problematic throughout uh, the book at one point she says there is no the realist novel so that so that realism is always a term that is evoked with um, a great deal of hesitancy rather isabel sees the novel of um, an exploration of how um, how society might operate, it's, its possibilities, what how things could be otherwise, and it pursues this um, these other alternative possibilities through thinking about form, um, form in small ways, if you like, through thinking about formal features such as, for instance, um, kind of turns in the plot or the the the, the, the rhetorical feature of Peripatea, there's a lot about Peripatea in this novel that's read, in this book, that's read in increasingly complex and interesting and turning ways, Um, or recurrent pieces, recurrent images, such as the imagery of blood um, in various novels um, that um, she follows. And that through following these, these, rhetorical devices she finds uh what she talks about as a kind of poetics the poetics of the novel and that that's um where that we can find a kind of an alternative politics within the novel and that i find a very compelling way of reading the novel one of the points that she makes um uh, in very um very powerfully, in the third chapter of the book, is the fact that the novel is published alongside a most extraordinary range of philosophical and political writings at the time that stretch the limits of democratic thought or stretch the limits of social thought or political thought. This so it's actually how um, what uh, David was referring to um, earlier. So, the, so that she sets the novel within um, a, a kind of range of thinking and writing that is much broader than many literary, um, uh, literary critics and critical approaches to the novel um, would, um, would uh, acknowledge. And one of the things that I found very compelling was her point that s- so many powerful readings of the 19th century novel, their default point is to refer always to J.S. Mill. So Mill becomes the person that stands for um, 19th century political thought. And um, Isabel um, kind of kicks that out of the water and gives us a much, much broader range of uh, discussion. And uh, I think that that is incredibly compelling. And I think it completely recasts the novel. Actually, I think it's a transformative move for me. Anyway, <laughs> so the conceptual takeaway from this book, um, I think, will be the term the deficit subject, which is one that, uh, that she uses um, uh, throughout uh, the... the um, throughout the study. So as much as the double poem has become a standard um, of all our teaching of Victorian poetry, Armstrong and the Double Poem, I think Armstrong and the Deficit Subject is going to be um, the, 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 the term. And this deficit subject is the illegit is first and foremost the illegitimate child, as um, David um, was saying. So much of this um, book is about illegitimacy, which um, as you will have Gathered already, or the representation of the illegitimate within certain um, novels. So Malthus is important here. For, um, and the political economists um, for um, imagining um, a politi- uh, an economic system that produces a surplus population so the production of the surplus is the thing that is incredibly important but I think that for um, Armstrong that the, um, <laughs> the, the or Isabel, I can't remember what we're calling her, Isabel um, <laughs> is um, that the, the deficit subject is more than the illegitimate, uh, the child it is the illegitimate child but it's all kinds of um, figures that are um, in a sense surplus cast outside by a way of thinking, by a structure of thought cast outside um, the, the, the kind of normality of um, what, uh, the normality of of life. And it's this figure of the um, the deficit subject that, um, that she sees as the, the, the figure that the novel is interested in, interested in exploring, kind of exploring the psychology of the deficit subject, the, the kind of the passions and feelings of the um, deficit subject, and um, the kind of fate of the deficit subject. And that's I think that, that's the kind of the brilliant move. She sees the deficit subject through Hegel. No one will be surprised by this. So, that it's Hegel um, thinking about this form of surplus. surplus population in the philosophy of right is the, the way in which this is theorised and likewise um, novels explore the injustices that are kind of structural to the deficit subject and they do this in various ways but especially through the figure of the illegitimate child and so that's how we come to the illegit- illegitimate child so I think in response, although you're not asking me to respond to David that I think that, um, that there's in a sense that it's not just the illegitimate a child that she's uh, that 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 is the, the, the kind of the point of the deficit subject. The, in the way the illegitimacy I think is sort of um, a kind of a sign of something else or a um, a, a figure for something else, a metaphor perhaps of something else. Um, I find um, the account of illegitimacy um, rather inspiring and insightful on two counts. One is because it, it explains to me why illegitimacy... Um, kind of is at the centre of so many debates and discussions in the 19th century, which I always find very hard to understand. The kind of the ways in which to link illegitimacy with family, with property, with um, biology, for instance, um, and that such a it seems to be such a, the hub of so many kind of problems for this period. That I find this analysis very enlightening. And secondly, I think the thing that I was really struck by was that it's the Ill, the deficit subject is produced by the bourgeois novel and not by what um, Isabel differentiates as a kind of radical or democratic novel and so the very last um chapter of the novel a short chapter uh, well, it's not a novel the book the study <laughs> is um, um talks about the chartist novel in ways that i think oh, um i found um, rather moving and in particular, one example that I thought was very characteristic and characteristically powerful was um, Isabel's um, observation that Ernest Jones' uh, story, The woman, Woman's Wronged, um, has a kind of really interesting relationship to Gaskell's Ruth that has been the subject of quite a lot of the, um, this, the, the analysis um, Beforehand and she points out how when ernest jones' um, female he- uh, uh, character um, who has just given birth to an uh, illegitimate child because she 's been seduced, and when that child dies, she thanks God that the child is dead in a way that 's quite you know, it's kind of a, uh, a feature of much um, uh, 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 discourse from anti-slavery and so on, that thank God the child is dead, that it won't live to live, lead my terrible life. Um, and she points out how Gaskell, in Ruth, just a year later, takes a, an entire sentence from Jones's story and gives it to Ruth whose child hasn't died, and she also says, thanks God for the, for the life of the child. And she talks... Isabel here says this is um, Gaskell taking that uh, motif... Um, from uh, a context of death and suffering into an equally challenging context of life and continuity. She says it's not a naive move, but it's a very subtle and very powerful move. I found that a rather moving point on which to to, to end the the, the book, actually, and I'm going to end my comments there, but just also to join with um, everyone else and say that I think there is something utopian about this book as well I think it's a very hopeful book and actually a very joyful book and that's one of the reasons that I thought it was so powerful but it is also an incredibly timely book when I was thinking about it over the last couple of weeks it's um, it is the topic it is our topic and I think the fact that it is such a hopeful book at such a kind of challenging and difficult time gives me hope at least